0: From the East Coast and the sunny shores of South Carolina, welcome to Dark Reality. We'll be discussing the unknown from cryptoids to conspiracy theories and unusual happenings. I'm your host, John Ringo. Welcome to Dark Realities. Good evening, and welcome to Dark Reality. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Ed Gein. Ed Gein was a notorious killer and grave robber. His activities inspired the creation of some of Hollywood's most infamous characters, including Norman Bates of Psycho, Buffalo Bill, Silence of the Lambs, Leatherface, and many others. Ed Gein grew up in a repressive household dominated by a controlling mother. Following her death in 1945, his mental health disintegrated. After Gein was apprehended as a suspect in a 1957 murder, the investigation of his home yielded A highly disturbed man who kept human organs and fashion clothing and accessories out of the body parts. He spent the rest of his life institutionalized, his story fueling the inspirations of such movie characters as Norman Bates from Psycho, Buffalo Bill, Silence of the Lambs, and Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ed Gein was born on August twenty seventh, 1906, in La Crosse, Wisconsin, the son of George, a timid alcoholic father. and Augusta, a fanatically religious mother. Gein grew up alongside his older brother, Henry, in a household ruled by his mother's peritical preachings about the sins of lust and carnal desire. Around 1915, Augusta moved the family to a farm outside of Plainsfield, Wisconsin. Gein rarely left the farm except to attend school. After Gein, after George Gein died in 1940, Ed and Henry began working more odd jobs to support the family. In 1944, the brothers were burning brush on the property when the fire reached out of control. Henry was found dead, and although it was initially believed to be the result of the fire, The circumstances surrounding his death, as well as Ed's later activities, led to conjecture that the younger brother was responsible, obsessively devoted to his mother. Gein never left home or dated women, however, after she died in late 1945, he became increasingly deranged. Now living alone, he left her room neat and untouched, while the rest of the home fell into squalor, and he developed an interest in anatomy books. Keen, managed to support himself as a handyman and, despite his odd behavior, as a babysitter. Meanwhile, a few residents from the general area had mysteriously disappeared throughout the years. Among them was Mary Hogan, who ran a tavern in nearby Pine Grove that Gein regularly frequented? On November 16, 1957, Bernice Warden was reported missing from her hardware store in Plainsville with the cash register also gone and a trail of blood leading out to the back of the store. Her son, Frank, a deputy sheriff, was suspicious of Gein and the reclusive man was soon apprehended at a neighbor's house. The authorities sent Gene's home that night were greeted by the gruesome sight of Wooden's headless, gutted body hanging from a ceiling. Further investigation yielded more shocking discoveries, including organs in jars and skulls used as soup bowls. Under questioning, Gein confessed to killing Wooden and Hogan three years earlier. Additionally, he admitted to digging up numerous corpses for cutting off body parts, practicing necrophilia, and fashioning masks and suits from the skin to wear around the home. With that sort of evidence, authorities attempted to connect him to other murders and disappearances from recent years, but were unable to draw any definite conclusions. Gein's lawyer, William Belter, entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. And in January 1958, Gein was found unfit to stand trial. He was committed to Central State Hospital, where he variously worked as a mason, a carpenter's assistant and medical center aide. In 1968, Gein was determined fit to finally stand trial. That November, he was found guilty of the murder of Wooten. However, he was also found insane at the same time of the murder. And as such, he was recommitted to Central State Hospital. save for his attempt to petition, was a release in 1974, which was rejected. The mild-mannered Gein made virtually no news while institutionalized. Later that decade, his health failing, he was transferred to the Mendota Mental Health Institute where he died of cancer and respiratory illness on July 26, 1984. The story of Gein's gruesome activities, particularly his devotion to a dead mother, strongly influenced Robert Bloch's 1959 novel, Psycho which was adopted to the big screen the following year by Alfred Hitchcock. Additionally, Gein served as the inspiration of other notorious movie villains, including Buffalo Bill, The Silence of the Lambs, and Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and has been referenced in numerous songs over the years. The second story of tonight. Son of Sam, Serial Killer. On August 10th, 1977, 24-year-old postal employee David Berkowitz he is charged and arrested with being the Son of Sam serial killer who terrorized New York City for more than a year, killing six young people and wounding seven others with a forty four caliber revolver. Because Berkowitz generally targeted attractive young women with long brown hair, hundreds of young women had their hair cut very short and dyed blonde. During the time he terrorized the city, thousands more simply stayed home at night. After his arrest, Berkowitz claimed that demons... And a black Labrador retriever owned by a neighbor named Sam had ordered him to commit the killings. David Berkowitz was brought up on adoptive parents in the Bronx. He was traumatized by the death of his adopted mother from cancer in 1967 and therefore became more and more of a loner. In 1971, he joined the Army and served for three years, where he distinguished himself as a talented marksman. In 1974, he returned to New York City and worked as a security guard. His mental condition began to severely deteriorate, in 1975. He would later be diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. Feeling isolated from the world around him, he became an arsonist and set hundreds of fires in New York City. Without being arrested, he began to hear voices of demons that tormented him and told him to commit the murders. On Christmas Eve, 1975, he gave into those internal voices and severely wounded 15-year-old Michelle Foreman with a hunting knife. In January, 1976, he moved into a two-family home in Yonkers, a suburb of New York City. Berkowitz became convinced That the German shepherd that lived in the house and other neighborhood dogs were possessed by demons who ordered him to murder attractive young women. One of the neighbor's dogs was shot during this time, probably by Berkowitz. He also began to see his neighbors as demons. On April, Berkowitz moved into an apartment house in Yonkers, but his new home also had dogs. His neighbor, retiree Sam Carr, had a black Labrador named Harvey, who Berkowitz believed pleaded with him to kill. He also saw Sam Carr as a powerful demon and was Referring to him when he later called himself Son of Sam. On July 1976, Berkowitz quit his job as a security guard. Early the next morning, he walked up to a parked car in Bronx, where two young women were talking and he fired five bullets from his 44 revolver into the vehicle. Eighteen-year-old Donna Loria was killed instantly, and her friend Jody Valenta was wounded. Police could find no motives or leads into the shootings. In the early morning of October 24th, Berkowitz struck again, critically wounding 20-year-old Carl DeNaro as he sat in the car and talked with a female friend in Queens, New York. A little more than a month later, on November 26, 16-year-old Donna DeMisey and 18-year-old Joni Lamino were shot and seriously wounded in the street on the way home from a movie on january 30th 1977 berkowitz fatally shot christine freed as she sat in the car in queens with her fiance police began to suspect that these crimes were perpetrated by a single killer But few bullets were found intact and confirmed the assumption. On March 8th, 19-year-old college student Virginia Varechikin was shot to death as she walked home in Manhattan. A bullet was found intact and it matched a bullet found in the scene of Berkowitz's first murder. The New York police announced that a serial killer was on the loose, known to be a white male in his 20s with black hair and of average height and build. Large groups of detectives was organized, they call themselves the Omega Task Force, to track down the serial killer. On April 17th, 18-year-old Valentina Sarani and 20-year-old Alexander Essu were shot and killed by the same gun as they kissed in their parked car near the Hutchinson River Parkway. This time, the 44 caliber killer left a note in which he referred to himself as son of Sam. On October twenty ninth, Berkowitz shot Sam Carr, Labrador Retriever. He had previously sent an anonymous threatening letter to Mr. Carr concerning the animal. The dog recovered. And the Yonkers police began investigating. Meanwhile, Berkowitz began sending bizarre letters to other neighbors and his former landlord. These individuals began to suspect Berkowitz to be the son of Sam Killer. They reported their suspicion to local police. The Omega Task Force was subsequently notified, but the detectives had received thousands of reports of Son of Sam suspects and were having a difficult time sifting through all the dead-end leads. On June 26th, Son of Sam struck again, wounding Judy. Plasto and Sal Lupo as they sat in their car after leaving a Queens disco. Public concern over the rampaging serial killer grew to panic proportions and New York nightclubs and restaurants saw a dramatic drop in business, a blistering heat wave and a 24-hour blackout in mid-July, only increased the tension. On July 31st, just two days after the anniversary of his first killing, Berkowitz shot a young couple kissing in a parked car in Brooklyn. 20-year-old Stacy Moskowitz was fatally wounded, and her boyfriend, Bobby Violante, lost his left eye and nearly all the vision in his right eye. A few days later a major break in the case came when an eyewitness came forward and reported that she had seen a man with what looked like a gun in his hands minutes before the shots were fired in Brooklyn her information led to the first police sketch of Berkowitz more important she reminded investigators that two police officers had been writing parking tickets on her street that very night a stretch of tickets issued eventually turned up Berkowitz car at the same time Yonkers police investigated Berkowitz after he escalated an harassment campaign against one of the neighbors Convinced he was son of Sam they informed the Omega task force of their findings The Omega detectives finally put two and two together and on August 10th David Berkowitz was arrested while leaving his Yonkers home he gleefully admitted to being the son of Sam. On his person were semi-automatic rifle shells, and he explained he was on his way to commit another murder. The forty-four caliber revolver was also recovered. There was also some questions about whether Berkowitz was mentally fit to stand trial but on May 8 1978 he withdrew an insanity defense and pleaded guilty to six murders Berkowitz in fact appeared to enjoy the media attention and everything that his case had received and he proceeded to sell his exclusive story and the right to a publishing house that prompted the New York State to adopt the first in a nationwide series of so-called Son of Sam laws that take proceeds a criminal earns from his selling of his book and gives them to the victim compensation fund. Berkowitz was given 625 to life sentences for the crimes he committed. The maximum penalty allowed at the time. He has since been denied parole since 1987. He has been held at the civilian correctional facility in upstate New York where he alleged, allegedly, converted to Christianity. Hmm. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everybody for tuning in to Dark Reality. I look forward to hearing from you. What do you think? What are your comments?